Podcast Answer Man, episode number 199. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Podcast Answer Man. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft, and this is the podcast about podcasting, helping you to take your show to the very next level. That's right. It doesn't matter if you're a brand new podcaster or a seasoned podcaster. There's something we can all do to take our show to the next level. And today, I have a lot of questions and hopefully even some answers to give you. The first thing I want to say is, though, uh, wow, you talk about some varying feedback on every end of the spectrum. Episode 198 certainly provided it. There were people who say that, gosh, Cliff, you should have just dropped it. And there's some people that says, wow, I'm really impressed with uh, how 198 actually turned out. I wasn't so sure at first. But anyway, it's we're just going to move forward with some wonderful things. I just want to say that you know, I'm just continually excited every single week to come behind this microphone uh, and just be who I am. And, and you know, occasionally there are things that, uh, you know, I would like to change about who I am from time to time and, and improve upon myself and uh, the way that I interact with you, my audience, and, and all these other things. But, you know, I'm always going to be authentic. I'm always going to be real. And I'm always going to be myself. So with that being said, I am moving forward. And I want to actually uh, get into a ton of questions today. Now, normally I would sit here and tell you about all the things that are going to be covered in this episode, and I'm not going to do that at the front of the show today. Instead, uh, the very first thing I want to do is something that I don't think I've done in quite some time uh, and maybe have only done once in the past, but I want to go ahead in the front of the show and give you a teaser for the next episode. Now, obviously, this is episode number 199. And the next show is is one of those milestones, yet again for me, in that we will reach our 200th episode of Podcast Answer Man, and I am so excited about that. And I'm going to wait and share with you um, the reason why I have done something very um, interesting uh, for the next episode, and I'm going to tell you right now what I've recently done, and that is I have unsubscribed from every podcast. I That's right, I have. I have unsubscribed from every podcast that I was listening to in iTunes. Done. Gone. And hopefully never going back to. Now, if you want to find out why I did that, I'll share the answer next week in episode number 200. That's all I'm going to say. How's that for a cliffhanger? All right. So anyway, before, <laughs> yeah, I know I, I, you, you're, you're probably thinking about all kinds of things that that could possibly mean. But anyway, I'll tell you what, I'll leave you with those thoughts as we turn to our first call of the day, which is feedback number 10 in my list uh, from Zach. So let's see what Zach has as far as uh, some feedback and some questions. Hey, Cliff, this is Zach Erickson from the psychology podcast Between Your Ears at betweenyourears.net. I got two things. First of all, after listening to your last episode, um, you have got one awesome wife. And I mean, I don't don't listen to some of your other ones, but 
you need to go and give your wife a hug or a high five or whatever, all of the above, um, because that's awesome. Uh, just that's the first one. So your wife is awesome. Definitely brings out the best in you. Um, and it, uh, I know also from experience that having a wife who backs you up on podcasting is awesome. Anyway, second point here. Um, I have a question for you. Now, with PowerPress 2.0, or maybe that you could do this with the old one, um, I'm looking to make, uh, potentially do a video version of my show, but I also want to still have an audio version. Is there any way that you can embed both the audio and the visual or video podcast into the same feed, like into the same post, and then have one feed that's for the video podcast and one feed that's for the audio podcast? Uh, I just I, I what's the best way to do that and have it just on your I just have a plain WordPress uh, site there so anyways love the show keep doing what you're doing and uh, take it easy bye all right Zach thank you very much for the feedback and first and foremost I want to totally agree with you that I do have the most awesome wife on the face of this planet actually I'm sure that some might argue that they have a very awesome wife and I'm sure you do but not as cool as mine uh, and yes, she does bring out the best in me, and and I am very blessed, and I love her very much. And I'm so delighted to have been able to feature the talk that she and I gave uh, together. It was our first public speaking gig together uh, that we included last week in episode 199. And so uh, thank you very much for that that feedback and encouragement. I, I, I do recognize my blessings all the time. I thank God every day for bringing my wife into my life, and I thank my wife for just being so awesome as much as I can possibly remember to speak it on a regular basis. So there you go. Uh, number two, <clears throat> as far as, okay, so the question is, is it possible to put both the audio and video versions of our podcast in the same, you know, situation, the same WordPress setup, the same feed? How, you know, if, if you want to do that, um, here is my recommendation. And there's another, I believe there's another question regarding you know this whole audio and video deal and that's it's kind of separate from this but let me let me just share with you if let's just say for example if podcast answer man which by the way is recorded live in front of an internet audience via Ustream and sure there's video of my talking head sitting here in the studio i am not going to release that as a video podcast i'm just it's just not my kind of thing Although I will say that I do enjoy the fact that people are able to come live and kind of get a behind-the-scenes look into the studio as this is being recorded live and the fact that people can interact. I know that people are interested in that. But when it comes down to it, I'm only releasing the the, the audio version just because I think that uh, the audio version is more portable and it works for most everybody out there. And there's really no need for you to, I, I mean, I don't have anything that I need to demonstrate to you. But let's just say that, um, you know, I spent a couple thousand dollars on a nice backdrop, maybe a green screen, and and uh, and and that yeah. While the audio alone would be, you know, good, the video itself is really awesome as well. You know, my I'm very I very much want to show off uh, the the production quality that I put into recording the video. So if I did record podcast answer man in such a way that I wanted to release both the video version and the audio version as well, the way that I would do this is I would create two different categories in um, WordPress. I would create a, uh, a category for video episodes and a category for 
audio episodes. And in, in fact, if you wanted to, you could actually create a parent category called podcast episodes. So you could have, and that, and basically what happens is every category has its feed. So podcastanswerman.com slash category slash, let's say podcast episodes. Well, if you put a slash feed at the end of that, it would give you a, a listing of every post, both audio and video that are put into that cat, you know, into any of the subcategories under podcast episodes. However, if I wanted to carry it out further, I could actually go to podcastanswerman.com slash category slash podcast episodes slash video. And then if I put slash feed, F-E-E-D, at the end of that, then I would actually get a listing of only video episodes. Or if I take away the slash video and put slash audio, I'd have a listing which would be a feed listing only the audio episodes or only the posts that are, have the audio embedded. Um, now, as far as I know, and, and somebody, if you're you're more familiar with this than I am, but as far as I know, you really you can put more than one enclosure to a single post. But the issue, I think, is that iTunes and a lot of other uh, podcasting software, they're only going to read the first applicable enclosure. So if you're, let's just say, matter of fact, let's, I don't know if you know this, but you can actually podcast PDF documents. Uh, so if you actually have a PDF document uh, on, on this, and it's enclosed uh, along with your audio MP3 recording of your podcast, well, if it is, if the uh, pot, if the PDF is actually before the actual other document before the MP3, chances are iTunes is going to download the PDF into iTunes and not the MP3 file. Now, um, so so I just wanted to give you that. So basically, what I would recommend doing is creating a separate post. You'd have a it would kind of be like you're doing a post for the video episode and a post for the audio episode, and I would put them in the subcategory video and the subcategory audio. Um, yeah, that, that's that's how I would do it. I think that that makes sense. And if it doesn't make sense, call me back and ask for further details and I'll break it down even, even further. But what I would recommend doing, of course, then is taking just that subcategories audio feed and personally, I would run that through FeedBurner and, and set that up and submit it to iTunes as the audio version of my show and then I would uh, take the video subcategory feed, send that through FeedBurner, and then uh, take that FeedBurner feed and submit that to iTunes as my video version of my podcast. So hopefully that'll help you out, Zach. And next we're going to move on to Judy, which is number 14 on my list here. So hit that. Hi, Cliff. This is Judy Graff. I'm calling for the podcast Answer Man. I have added a weekly video to my sidebar at farmandranchcountry.com. I was wondering if I should add the video to the show, um, to the iTunes feed, uh, but I didn't know if that would be beneficial or if it would just confuse the subscribers. So just want to know if, what your thoughts were on that. So thank you. All right. So great question, Judy. So I'm going to make an assumption here. And I'm assuming that you're an audio podcast, and so therefore your audience is used to getting audio episodes from you. And it sounds to me, based upon your feedback, is that what you're doing now is creating some probably very short um, weekly videos that you put on your website. 
Um, and you want to know if you can include those into your audio podcast feed that you've been sending out. The answer to your question is yes, uh, you certainly can. You would want to create an, um, you would want to make sure that you convert it to H.264. Uh, let's see, yeah, H.264 um, format so that it would be uh, playable on most players out there. Also, I would highly recommend the .mp4 wrapper uh, on that. And of course, hopefully that'll make sense to you. But anyway, a, a, an MP4 version of an H.264 comp- with H.264 compression. And what you would do is then just upload that to your media host. And you can actually do um, a new post on your site and enclose that MP4 file and it will deliver it out to your RSS feed. So it is possible to do that. And in fact, the people who are subscribed to your feed Uh, They will receive both the audio and the video as it's being sent out. Now, the question is, should you do that? Could it confuse your feed or confuse your audience? It really depends on your own desire. And I want to just have you look at podcastanswerman.com and and look at the feed. Occasionally, I shoot a video down the feed, uh, I guess down the pipes, if you will. And I do that if it makes sense for me to do that. Now, for example, sometimes I will create a short little video tutorial on how to do something. Or most recently, a couple weeks back, I actually uh, created a six-minute video or something like that promoting, which was kind of like a uh, a podcast answer man update. In fact, I said this is not an episode. This is a this is just an update for me. Something that I wanted to make sure I got out to as many people as possible. And it was a six minute video of a promo that I created for the podcasting A through Z group training study that I'm doing through the entire month of March. Uh, which, by the way, I'm two weeks into, uh, and I do have I, I actually sold the class out. I have 20 students in my class, and it is going much better than I could even have anticipated. I'm absolutely loving it. And uh, for those of you who are interested in taking the class again, uh, when I offer it again, please do email me and let me know. I am starting a waiting list, uh, and I believe that I'm I'm going to do the same class again in May. Uh, it is going that well. I, I'm really enjoying this. And so uh, if you are interested, send me an email Cliff at podcastanswerman.com is the easiest one to remember, and I will get you on that waiting list. But you want to get that to me as quickly as possible because I already know that there are a lot of people. And and by the way, this is the first time I'm mentioning that that's available. So uh, May 2011 will be the next time I do this. Anyway, uh, so back to Judy. Uh, would it confuse your audience? You know, if your show is an audio show and then all of a sudden you're doing these weekly videos – you know, you really have to know your audience well. You have to know the, I think you have to have a strategy in mind of, you know, what's the reason I'm including this video? If, is the intended audience the same? Do I, do I feel that, you know, 98% of my audience or 90% of my audience would both definitely want this content as well as the audio content? If so, it's not a big deal in my mind um, in certain circumstances where you're putting out one audio episode and one video episode. Let's just say you put the audio episode out there every Friday, but then every Tuesday there's the video episode and you go back and forth. It's not my favorite way to do podcast feeds. Um, 
but I've seen it done before and it works. And as long as you have a reason for doing it and your audience wants it that way, then go for it. Otherwise, what I would recommend doing is what I talked about with Zach, which is to actually, why not create a secondary feed and say, you know what? Um, I've, you, we've got the regular audio podcast that we've been doing forever here. I've been doing these weekly videos on my website, but I recognize the real power of podcasting is the fact that I can deliver this to you via RSS. You don't have to go and see if there's a new video to, you know, what day the video is coming out. It'll just get delivered to you. Well, I want to encourage you. You can come to the website or you can subscribe to that special feed I created just for the videos and they'll deliver all to you. And then what you can do is you do those as a second feed or a second category on your podcast or on your site, just like I talked with uh, Zach. My, I would say mostly as a general rule uh, of, I would actually say create a separate feed for the video. And especially if it's a consistent basis. That I mean, there are opportunities, there are times when, yes, it makes sense to just alternate audio, video, audio, video. But that's only if you know your audience definitely wants it that way. Otherwise, I would highly recommend in most every case, if you're going to do both audio and video, even if it's different content, that you that you actually separate those into two feeds one video feed for the weekly video updates and then the regular feed that is audio only for the episodes and of course like I said uh, I have no problem at all with the podcast that is you know let's say 95 episodes out of 100 are all audio but you throw in you know five five video episodes uh, or five video updates or whatever five video files over spread out among the 100 episodes of of content that you've released, not a big deal to occasionally send them a video update. Uh, but as far as the technical aspects, there are no limitations as to what you can do there. So, Judy, hopefully that has been helpful to you. All right, I am going to take a break from talking here for just a moment, uh, which is going to be something that you might be thinking, "Wow, I'm so excited about that." Although I will say. <laughs> I'm going to play where I had talked with Chris Seal from over at Tune Plant, and uh, I'll just introduce this by saying this is an interview that I wanted to do uh, just to highlight a new source of getting music for your podcast, and I'm not talking about just getting royalty-free music, but I'm talking about custom music. So uh, let me just go ahead and hit play right now. Okay, I'm on the line with Chris Seal from tuneplant.com, and I just ran into Chris recently over on my good friend Dan Miller's site over at 48days.net, and uh, he popped into the podcasting new media group and, and uh, told about a special service that he offers that's unique and something that I haven't seen a whole lot on the web, and you guys have heard me talk a whole lot about uh, various different music sites out there where you can go and buy royalty-free music to use as your theme song for your show. And in fact, I've been a huge fan of musicbakery.com myself. But uh, Chris, welcome to the show, and uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you're offering. Sure. Well, first of all, thanks for having me. Um, I run a custom music factory called uh, Tune Plant, and uh, basically, um, I think that since in this day and age, it's really easy to get music from places like Music Bakery and online licensing places. But I really think that um, the custom music, where it's unique to the text that you have and it brings out the key moments, and it's like 
if you want a certain kind of style or a mix of two styles, I can do that. So it's really unique. I really think that having that extra little spark will help your business stand out, given that everybody has access to royalty-free music already. One of the things that's interesting is uh, probably about uh, two years ago, a friend of mine from Alaska calls me up and leaves me a voice message. And he says, Cliff, you're not going to believe what I've got on my DVR. And he says, no, hold on one second. I'm going to hold the phone up to my TV and I want to play something for you. And what he played for me was a commercial, a Ford car dealership commercial, which was the same exact theme song as my podcast Answer Man uh, theme song. Uh, because they also purchased that royalty-free uh, license over there from Music Bakery as well. So I do like the idea of, of having something custom-made and something that is uh, you know, unique to only you. Matter of fact, the, the big problem that we had as podcasters back when everybody had their garage band library is, is that you had hundreds of thousands of people creating podcasts using the same 60 songs, <laughs> which means that we were all sharing the same stuff. And I thought I was setting a trend by moving out and uh, moving into the royalty-free space. But I love the idea of custom stuff. Now, tell us about your background in music. How did you get into music? Sure. Um, well, I started when I was in seventh grade, and there was a buy one, get one for a penny deal at a local guitar shop. So it was my brother's birthday and he got a guitar. And uh, so I guess they had an extra penny to spare for me. So I got a guitar too. And I wanted to be like my brother. So, you know, I, I tried to, to be better than him or as good as him. And um, so I, I just, I, I wrote a lot of songs in high school, played in some bands and then um, didn't read music or anything like that. But, you know, like signed up to uh, lots of guitar magazines and learned rock and roll and blues and things like that. Um, and then when I got to college, I wanted to study jazz. Um, so I asked the guitar teacher if I could study jazz and he's like, well, sure, let's teach you classical music first. So <laughs> I learned a lot of classical guitar and just took more and more classes as, as I was in school, um, like music theory and, and uh, playing on, on the piano um, and then I got interested in, um, Brazilian jazz music. So I kind of combined the two worlds of classical and jazz when I was in school and did some independent studies, um, where I, I learned a lot of new things about jazz and, uh, and studied, um, and I studied classical composition with Dan Locklear. He's a, um, composer in residence at Wake Forest. That's where I went to college. Okay. Um, and, and I was also a physics major at the same time. And actually the two worlds of music composition and physics are extremely similar to me because you're creative problem solving, basically. Like when a client today comes to me and says, I need um, music, like corporate bank sounding music mixed with, you know, barefoot Native American type of feel. And I need it 30 seconds long. And, you know, I, I want this and this and this other parameters. It's like, you got to like figure out what the best way is to go about solving the problem. And it's really the same thing, um, physics and music, but I, I did that. And then, um, I got, I guess, uh, I felt like a rookie cause I didn't know how to read music that well. And I was, you know, catching up with all the classical stuff, but I managed to get, um, uh, a scholarship and, and some funding to go to grad school to study music composition at the university of Louisville and, uh, graduated in, in 07. And uh, then I worked at a market research firm for a couple of years in the statistics department, uh, Nielsen, 
Um, actually, it was a company called Basie's at the time, but it's owned by the Nielsen Company now. Um, and so I learned a lot about market research and, and, and how to market a product. And I think that helps when I write music, too, now, because, you know, if, if I'm writing like a radio spot or a podcast, everyone's trying to sell something and I can use the music to help um, emphasize the important parts of their message that I've learned through all I know about marketing. Um, but I've been, uh, I've been doing Tune Plant for about a year now, um, tuneplant.com, and it's a young company, and I'm, I just, I, it's just, uh, I decided that it's kind of what I was born to do, um, so I'm giving it a go, and, and I'm loving it so far, so. So let me ask you this, um, custom music, how much do you charge for something like that? I, I saw that you had a special price in there. Uh, that you were mentioning for a temporary time for the folks who were in the Dan Miller community. Um, is that something you'd be willing to offer to our off- uh, my audience out there? Absolutely. Um, my business goal this year is to work on as many projects as possible. Um, as I said before, I feel like I'm a young company. You know, I, I, I'm an expert, but, you know, I'm just trying to get my name out there as much as possible. Um, and what what are the prices on Music Bakery? Is it like fifty bucks or something yeah, like it's, that? For- it's about it's an average of about fifty dollars. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, I'm willing to uh, to do a full podcast, like intro, outro, and any like kind of transitions um, for your audience members if they mention that they heard about me on your show for uh, one hundred twenty five dollars. Sounds and awesome. That would. That would uh, Let's see. That would include two to three demos, like two to three different options to choose from, and then we would pick one, and then uh, and then make the endings and the the beginnings and stuff, um, and make any revisions necessary to to get someone exactly what they want. Awesome. Now, how do you create your music? How do I create my music? Yeah, you, oh my gosh, use, I could write a book. Well, no, I mean, like, are you using software to create this music or are you playing the instruments and recording it? Or what do you do? It's it's a mix of things. I mean, for for this type of a budget, I mean, I'd probably do most of the things on my computer. Um, I, I play guitar and piano and have some percussion here in my studio um, that I can do live. And I've invested a lot of money in some really expensive um, synthesized sounds like a like violins and you know if you need indian raga music i can do that um like all different types of instruments i have really expensive samples that they use in like hollywood films um among other things and and synthesized electronic types of things too um so i you know i i can make those sounds and and usually what i do is i mix those sounds with some stuff that i can record live um and uh and it blends together and you know for for a podcast or something it's it's comes out better than better quality than you need. Um, you know, if someone wants to invest the extra money, if they're like, you know, I really need a solo violin part played by a virtuosic player for this, you know, I mean, then, then let's just, you know, I'll notate the music and, uh, you know, have it recorded in a studio, but right. you know, that that's, that's not really included. And in, in sure. absolutely. Well, Chris, I'll tell you, it's been awesome to get to to talk with you today, folks. I, you know, I, I'm looking at Chris here. Uh, we're talking via video Skype, and and I can just see him in a place where I was several years ago, just getting started out online and and uh, ha- no, you know, figuring out what your passion is, what you feel called to do, and 
and going out and, and, and going after it. And I want to encourage people to check him out over there at tuneplant.com. That's T-U-N-E plant.com. Uh, go and listen to some of the samples. He's got a lot of music on there that he's uh, got available that he has uh, done on various tracks, it sounds like, on our, on his albums and things. Um, and, and he's somebody that's looking to get started out. I'm sure he's going to try to do everything he can to make something amazing to get you a podcast theme that is custom, unique, just to you. And uh, so go check it out. Um, and $125, you can't beat that price for custom music. Chris, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me, Cliff. All right. So there you go, my friends. Uh, So, yeah, absolutely. And by the way, I just want to let you know, Chris says, you know, hey, I'm willing to give you a commission on this. I want you to know that everything you pay for that custom music is going to stay with Chris. I told him, I said, listen, $125 is, is very inexpensive. And he knows that, um, for custom music, both intro, outro and transitions, uh, custom made to fit the feel of your show. It's unbelievably low. He knows that. And uh, he, he just his desire this year is just to have as many clients so that the word of mouth will start rolling. So I told him, I said, listen, you're going to need to keep that. Uh, but yeah, go check him out, tuneplant.com. Hey, I want to read you an email. I got this from Chris uh, Ross, and he says, I talk save the day. He says, Cliff, I wanted to say thanks for talking about Griffin iTalk, which, by the way, is a uh, an application for the iPhone, iPod Touch, whatever. Uh, that records audio. He says, I recently shot three days of pageant videos, and of course, the first day was a nightmare. The audio mixer on location was wired wrong, and we had no sound. Thankfully, I remembered the iTalk app that you mentioned uh, and downloaded it the day before. I ran down, uh, ran, let's see, I ran down set, okay, I've got it here. Um, I ran down and set my iPhone on the podium to record the audio. It worked great. Thanks for everything you share on Podcast Answer Man. So, Chris, I am so glad to hear that uh, in, in, a, in, a, in a last minute notice, you were able to set your iPhone uh, and uh, put iTalk on there. Hopefully, by the way, I'm, it doesn't sound like you ran into this issue, but if you ever do that again, Make sure that you put your iPhone in airplane mode, and that way, um, you know, if a call comes in, it won't interrupt the recording. If you get push notifications and all that other stuff, it won't cause any problem. Now, push notifications, it'll still work in the background, I believe, but if you get a call that comes in, it will it will pause the recording, and it will, and the phone will come through, so... Um, hopefully you did that, or if you didn't, then it's, it doesn't sound to me like you had an issue, but definitely would recommend that. So um, I'm glad it worked out. Hey, real quick update. In 197, I certainly talked a whole lot more than probably I ever hoped or desired to, to about PodCamp Nashville and the, the random drawing there. Uh, I you know Some further details have come out, and actually the conclusion as far as who is going to be speaking has uh, come about. And uh, there were 35 slots, speaking slots, that were available, and there were 60 different sessions that were proposed. Um, now, I want to say that all three sessions that I had pro- that been a part of proposing actually got in. And of course, no, I didn't. You know, the 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 rules were 
one session per registrant. And Stephanie wanted to speak, so we had proposed, um, I think it's called uh, Podcasting as a Family. So she's going to do a talk at PodCamp Nashville. Uh, I wanted to do Podcasting 101, uh, tips on launching your podcast right the first time, how to avoid the most common mistakes podcasters make. And uh, let's see here. And then uh, becoming a thought leader slash influencer within your within your niche using your audio podcast. And I'm going to be uh, doing that with uh, David and Paula Foster, Connie and Sheila from Connie and Sheila Talk, uh, uh, Pierce Mars, and uh, possibly even Dan Miller. So uh, Dan says he he's not sure if there'll be enough room in the panel with all those people already. Uh, but, uh, and, and so we're going to see if, if I can get Dan in there, but anyway, um, so the question is, you know, all three sessions that I had, you know, been a participant in proposing all three of them got in there. So the question maybe is, well, gosh, Cliff, how do you feel now? You know, I, well, for, uh, I, I told you in 197, I felt, cre- you know, bad for how long I went on with my, my feelings about, you know, the whole situation, uh, you know, and and yeah, I feel good about the fact that I'm not going to have to go to all these people that I've said, hey, you know, will you do this session with me? And then say, oh, I'm sorry, it didn't get chosen. What we didn't make the cut, or whatever the case, we didn't get drawn out of the hat. You know, whatever. So yeah, I'm I'm glad. I am glad that that they got in. However, I'm still a little. I, I feel bad. You know, the, to know that you know there are these other people who. Uh, aren't going to be there. And for me, who I feel bad for is the other people who maybe even proposed their sessions before I got in there. You know, the people who who were the first, you know, the first 10 people who proposed their sessions. I, if, if any of those people didn't get in, I still feel horrible for them. And everything I said in my 197, I still feel just as strongly about for those people. Um, you know, and, and, yeah, I know that lottery systems have a lot of value. In fact, the the only uh, the the big thing that somebody says they said, "Gosh, you know, remember when you first started out? You know, be, when you had no experience in this, and and you just got up there and how you know PodCamp was open to you." Well, the problem is, as as these go on and on, you know, it's harder and harder for people, the newbie, to get in there and have a voice. And I totally get that. And and for me, it was really that unexpected, um, or actually unrealistic expectation I had that everything would always be the way it was. Which, when it comes to registering for sessions, knowing now, moving forward, that PodCamp Nashville will likely have a lottery system. I I don't think that if it happens again next year, I don't think I'm going to be upset at all, and I don't think anybody would have the right to be upset at all, and I wouldn't be upset for anybody at all next week, including the first ten people if I know ahead of time that it's going to be a lottery because then I'm not going to spend, I can tell you right now, I won't spend a minute on trying to prepare a panel session until PodCamp Nashville comes around and I find out whether or not I've had a thing. Or at least if I do plan a PodCamp session, a panel discussion where I invite a bunch of people, I during those preliminary talks where I would actually talk to them and say, hey, this is what I'm going to propose. But just so you know, this is how it works. It's a lottery. We may not even get in. You know, though, you know, it's all about expectations of what's there. And and yeah, I know a lot of other events and venues use the lottery system to choose what talks and stuff are going to be given. It's just not something I've ever seen done in a podcast before. And, and it kind of threw me. So, um, you know, I, chances are, next year I'll still go to PodCamp Nashville there are so many wonderful people down there that I love to see 
Uh, but it, but I certainly have the right expectations for next year. So <laughs> with that being said, we're going to move on to our next call, which is uh, number six on here for me. And by the way, you, you hear me saying these numbers. Um, what I what I decided to do with my voice feedback these days is I've decided to actually uh, create an ongoing number and assigning a three-digit number to my feedback. And um, that way, it, it's easier for me to pull out on my um, my audio cueing software, you know, where I used to group it by shows and then I'd have to look for the name. Now I don't have to look for the name. Everything's in alphanumeric order. You know, like, for example, I'll, I'll just read off here. Uh, clip number 004 is Help I Got a Mac. Clip number, uh, which is Jeremiah, by the way. Clip number six is Podcast Answer Man Jonathan. Uh, clip number eight is uh, Podcast Answer Man. It's Jim. Uh, clip number nine is, po- well, let's go down here um, so you can see the variations. Like clip number uh, 11 is full-time mom. Clip number 12 is family from the heart. Clip number 13 is uh, help I got a Mac. Clip number 14 is podcast answer man. So I'll play these out of alphanumeric order. But what happens is when I actually assign the number, I it's just an ongoing number. And that's why they're skipping in here because uh, clip number five and seven, and actually clips number one through three were all audio feedback that was played in last week's shows. So those are no longer in the list here, but I still build on the three-digit number, and that way I'm always able to see in my show notes, I'll assign the number to the file name, I'll give it a file name, and then uh, once I give it a file name, I'll then go to my show notes and say, hey, Jonathan asked about audio level for the music outros. And it's voicemail number 006. And when I'm looking for 006, instead of looking for Podcast Answer Man and then looking for Jonathan's name, I don't have to do all of that anymore. I'm just looking for clip number six, which, by the way, here's Jonathan's question. I'm Jonathan Nation with StartingCube.com, providing resources, inspiration, and encouragement to build your dreams. Cliff, one of the technical things I've had some issues with with Starting Cube and other shows is with outro music, how many decibels should I aim for if I'm going to talk over the outro music like you do on most of your shows? I've just not managed to figure out that sweet spot of loud enough but quiet enough. So what feedback do you have with that? Thanks, Cliff. Thanks for all your help and support of StartingCube.com. All right, Jonathan, thank you very much for your question. And I am going to use that as the last question of the day today, uh, or this week anyway. And, um, you know, I'd never really give much thought to the audio levels of my music, which I'm going to stop talking. And I see that that audio level right now that I'm coming out... By the way, I always uh, set my Edderall recorder to where my voice is going somewhere between negative 12 to negative 6. I always want to... The highest the highest volume level of my voice should be hitting right around negative 6. All right? And if I stop talking, I see that my music is right around negative 30 to negative 25. So that's where it is right now. Now, um, this is a good level for starting things out. Now, of course, as I get closer, now my this music right here 
is uh, three minutes and 30 seconds in length, which is actually kind of long. I realize that, but I do a lot of talking at the end of this and of several other shows. And so what I'll do is I'll slowly move it up like this. And uh, this right here is still really good. I mean, you can still hear me really well. And you can still hear the music very well. And by the way, right now I'm about... I'm right around negative 25 to negative 20 dBs on the music right now. And then, of course, if I want to, I was like, well, everybody, that's uh, pretty much it. If you want to give me a call on the voicemail feedback hotline, 859-795-4067. Again, that's 859-795-4067. And right now I'm hitting right around negative 12 on the music. And you're still able to hear me extremely well. Now, the thing is, I listen to the music being played back right now in my headphones as I'm actually talking. So I hear both my, the mix of my voice and the music exactly the way that you would be hearing it, by the way. And I will tell you, there, when I first started out, this was a little bit um, distracting to me. It was hard for me to think about what I was saying as I'm hearing the music so loud. But what I learned is that when you're listening to it and you're not trying to think about what you're saying next, this is a really good mix right here. So, I mean, it may seem a little loud to me to think about what I'm going to say, but for you to hear what I'm actually speaking right now with the music having a good mix at negative 12 right there. Um, so the music is at negative 12. My voice is right around negative 6. This is a good mix right here, but it's really whatever works for you. I mean, honestly, I think that you should probably just play around with it and get used to what you think sounds best. And, and it does take a lot of practice to get what you might like. Anyway, folks, um, I'm going to wrap it up here. i got 34 seconds. Uh, I promised you since I did two episodes back-to-back -back that were an hour and 20 minutes each that I would do a shorter show this week, and I'm keeping that promise. I do have plenty of more feedback. Of course, I want to hear from you. Give me your questions at 859-795-4067. And by the way, episode 200 next week, I'll tell you why I unsubscribed from every podcast that I have ever subscribed to in iTunes. Until next time, join the community.